Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Welcome, friends, to the Bible Reading Podcast. It is Thursday, March 3, and I'm here with Spencer Emmons. Man, this is episode four. You're becoming a pro. Well, I've had a little bit of practice. Couple. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been on a podcast before? No, I've not. I have not. I'm excited right. to do this. New experience. Yeah. So, quick question: Would you? Are you enjoying your experience? I am. I am this far. Would you recommend it to others? Oh yeah, man. If if you get the opportunity to do this, don't pass it up. <laughs> don't pass it up. If nothing else, it gets us into the word. That's right. Yeah, I look forward to this every month. Well, we like to focus on things that we're thankful for on Thursdays. So, Spencer, as you sit here this morning, uh, March 3, what are you thankful for today? Uh, I am thankful for God sustaining me, you know, uh, for family. I had been sick with COVID, and uh, but God has brought me through that, you know. And, Amen. And it wasn't a pleasant experience. I'm still paying the hospital bills and whatnot. You wow, know? you went to the hospital uh, a couple, few times actually. Wow. Yeah, I had I had some lingering uh, effects. Okay. So I I went to the hospital and had, yeah, I took advantage of the services they were offering there. You know. Yeah. Well, but, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, I'm exactly. I'm glad to be here as well. <laughs> I am so glad to be here as well. I'm I'm glad that I've had I have a job. I've I'm so glad that, uh, yeah, my family, for my family, I haven't seen them in a while, but I, I, they love me, and I know I love them. I miss them, and uh, they're over in Allegan, you know. Okay. So, but um, yeah, I'm I'm just grateful for all the things that God has given me. Um, I'd like larger a larger living space, but you know, hey, what, <laughs> I'm grateful for the one I've got. Amen. You know? Yes. <laughs> Godliness with contentment is great gain. Oh man, I'm working on the that. scriptures. I'm yep. working on that contentment thing. Yep. Yep. I'm thankful, Spencer, to know you and that you're here today and that our lives get to intersect every few months or so. Uh, yeah. It's been a this has been a good experience for me. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, hey, today's passage is in Luke chapter four, verses one to thirteen. And I'm going to read that passage today. So here we go. Luke 4, 1 to 13. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the desert, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you, if, if you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man does not live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor, for it has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want. So if you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, 
throw yourself down from here. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift up your hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered, it says, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. So tell me, Dwight, what what is uh, what stands out to you about this passage? Well, aren't you a little podcast podcast host? Podcast host. What? <laughs> what? Uh, who? Well, thank you for asking, uh, Spencer. Yeah, I wow. There's so much in this passage. I think the first thing that jumps out to me, not only was Jesus quoting scripture, but so was the devil. Hmm. That is well. And the devil was quoting Psalm 91 that right, we just read right. two days ago, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He said, hey, Jesus, throw yourself down because it says in Psalm 91, you know, that God will command his angels concerning you and he won't let your foot strike against a stone. So what do you think about that? So the first thing that jumps out to me mm-hmm. is the devil's incredibly manipulative. Right, right, right. And he knows the word of God. And he will twist Mm -hmm. the word of God to get us moving in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. I've experienced that in my life. We, we so need the Holy spirit to interpret the word of God for us so that we are hearing it the way God intends for us to hear it because Satan can twist it around and use it in other ways to get us moving away from God. So I guess that's, That's one of the first things that stuck out to me. What about you? Uh, basically, I, I see how Jesus is using the word of God like a sword. He's fending off the devil, fending off and kind of being a little bit aggressive with it. As uh-huh. far as like, he's not just he's not just blocking, but he's also parrying, uh-huh. if you will. You know, so. Oh, I will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he will parry, parry and drive that devil off, you know. Right. Yeah, I've, I um, I've experienced some of this something along those lines myself as as far as like being on the prison yard and people just kind of misinterpreting scripture and mm. and taking a piece of scripture and and eisegeting it mm-hmm. as opposed to exegeting it. So explain the difference between those two things. Eisegeting is basically when you put your interpretation to the scriptures and not letting the scriptures say what it says for itself. Wow. And that, okay. Yeah. Letting the scriptures say what they say for themselves mm-hmm. is exegesis. And putting what you want it to say is eisegesis. So, so eisegesis kind of puts I or me at the center of the inter- – like I spin it the way I want to spin it. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And, but letting it say what it's saying and letting – So God, guys in the prison yard would do this? Oh, yeah, all the time. All the time, quite a bit. Just, just to, to kind of – Manipulate trip people. you up and uh, manipulate you to manipulate people to feel important to have followers blah blah you name it interesting <laughs> and it's it God by the power of his holy spirit once again you know uh, just just showing having some biblical knowledge or have some having some biblical basis mm-hmm. <clears throat> old testament new testament psalms yes uh, knowing what kind of what kind of scripture they are, who, who is he talking to, who is writing it? For crying out loud, just read it. 
<laughs> right. And and read it in its entirety so yeah. that we can understand its context. Yes. Right. Because when you pull one little verse out in the middle of nowhere, you can kind of spin it however you want. Yeah. But that, if you, but God wants you to God wants you to know what it says for for what He meant it to say. Right. I used to think that I was the one who wrote "Vengeance is Mine, I Will Repay," but not so much. I didn't write that. I didn't write that. As it turns out, <laughs> so I've had to turn my vengeance over to God and let mm-hmm. Him handle the things that I've wanted to get back at people for. And gotcha. I've wanted, and, and that's not a burden that I'm meant to carry. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's um, good. Yes, how He uses the word. the The word is paramount. Reading it knowing it knowing ultimately the word who is jesus Mm -hmm. another thing that stood out to me matt actually drew my attention to this for the first time but in verse one chapter four says jesus full of the holy spirit was led by the spirit into the desert where he was tempted and then at the end of the passage If we were to read one more verse beyond the Bible reading plan, it would say, Jesus returned to Galilee. In other words, he came out of the desert Mm -hmm. in the power of the Spirit. So he went into the desert full of the Spirit, Mm. but he came out of the desert in the power of the Mm. Spirit. Mm -hmm. That has been speaking to me a lot recently. We're about to enter into the season of Lent. Okay. So next Wednesday, well, yesterday... Uh, which would be March 3, no, March 2. Yeah, March 2 is the beginning of the season of Lent. And Lent is this season of 40 days of preparation for Easter. Yeah. And Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days. So that number is significant. And I'm getting married the day before Easter. Wow. And I've had this thought that Jesus has given Betsy and I I need to talk to her about this (laughs) and I've intended to talk to her about it, but oops, I'm I'm telling the podcast audience first, but that I feel like God has given us a a 40 day period of time to go into the desert to prepare for this new life that we have together. Jesus was preparing for his public ministry. So he allowed the spirit to lead him into the desert where he knew he was going to be tempted by the devil. Mm-hmm. But he also knew that he was going to come out in the power of the Spirit. So mm-hmm. anyway, I, my prayer, and if you know me and Betsy, I would love it if you could pray for us that in this next season that God would take us into the desert place and prepare us for this life of marriage. And even if it means confronting the devil and the ways that the devil has tried to be at work in our lives learning to combat that with the word so sorry that was a long tangent but anything else spencer that you i'm glad you asked oh good i'm so glad you asked because like uh i think i think what stands out to me is that the devil was trying to get jesus to doubt who he was amen yes um and how did he do that he was twisting that word or twisting that word or trying to get him to do something that was outside of what God had for him. Mm-hmm. This is the way you should achieve your Christhood or your 
ascension or whatever it is. This is the way you get power. Right. Have power over a nation. Have power over uh, being able to feed yourself. Feed the, you know, solve the world's hunger problems or, or you know, cash yourself down. Show us some kind of miraculous thing. But he is, he, man. Well, in at least two different times in this passage, he says, if you are the son of God. Yeah. Right? I mean, even that is subtly manipulative. Yeah. Satan knew that he was the son of God. But that little dig, like, if you're really the son of God, well, then you would do this. I think you're absolutely right. I think he's going after Jesus's identity. And Jesus obviously knew who he was. Mm-hmm. You know, he saw through through these uh, these temptations were kind of alternate ways to reach the the intended end. Yes, to take shortcuts. Uh, to to take a shortcut. Yeah, if you're the son of God, I know you're hungry. You're weak right now. Turn that do, stone into bread. You could do this. You could you totally could do, do this. Yeah. And no, it's 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 equivalent to saying if you are the son of God, come off the cross. Mm. You know. That was a that was a another. Obviously, he said the last verses um, until the devil departed him until a more opportune time. And, and when was that? There were other, like in the Garden of Gethsemane or on exactly the cross. Exactly what I was thinking of. Yep. Maybe, the, maybe Jesus. Do you really have to go to the cross? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, offering him alternative ways out. That's why. It, Part of why, well, Peter saying, far be it from you, Jesus, and then Jesus reproving him, get behind me, Satan, because you're not savoring the things that are that be of God, yes. but the things that be of men. You can't preserve your life. Uh, you can't, you got to give your life to Jesus or give your life. You have to follow him, and that's the only way to really experience life. Yes. Giving him and giving him your life and following him, come what may. Come what may. Anyone who saves his life will lose, will lose it. it. Yeah. But anyone who loses his life for my sake, he'll find it. Yeah. Yet, so I'm in a huddle right now, okay. which is a discipleship tool that okay. we use at Victory Point to, uh, it's, Basically, a huddle is a one-year commitment to gather with other men, if you're a man, or with other women, if you're a woman, and uh, get into the Word. And and, uh, in one of our huddles, we talked about how this in this very passage, Satan is going after three things. He's tempting Jesus with his appetites. Mm -hmm. Um, He's tempting him in the area of ambition, Hmm. like um, bow down before me and I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world. You'll be all powerful right here, mm-hmm. right now as a human, you know? Mm-hmm. And then he tempts Jesus in the area of his need for approval. Mm-hmm. Like if you throw yourself down from the temple, think of how impressed people are going to be. Right. They're going to think you are the man. Like right. when they see those angels lift you up, aren't those the three areas that we all struggle in? Yeah, our physical fleshly yeah. appetites, mm-hmm. our ambitions, and and our need for approval. Oh yeah, I just love that, and I've never really seen this passage in that light before. But as always, Jesus is our role model that 
he says, no, I'm not going to meet my own needs in that way. I'm going to let God meet those needs for me. Speaks to me of how, like we were talked about in the last, in the last episode about knowing his name and he's the author and the finisher of mm. our faith. Yes. So he's the one writing this, writing this script, if you will. Yeah. And all we have to do is write, walk it out or play our part. Yeah. And uh, and he he's going to bring us into his presence. Yeah. He will bring us to his presence, to his throne room. Hmm. Well, friends, if you are in the desert right now, if you feel like you're in the desert, yeah, just know you're not alone. That mm. Jesus spent time in the desert and in fact the spirit of god led him into the desert so if you're in a desert time know that the the lord is with you we encourage you to dig into scripture and let the scripture be your sword yeah man yeah man because know know thy thy sword know thy sword (laughs) and god's word is the best way to combat the manipulative and cruel words of the enemy who tries to steer us off course. And I was just in Israel a couple months ago and in our leader, Rod Van Sulkema said that the desert is God's living room. Mm-hmm. It's this place where all of his most precious kids went to be shaped and formed and disciplined and prepared for ministry. So if you're in the desert, it's you're, all good. You're in good company. And God will eventually lead you out in the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, clothed. <laughs> clothed in the spirit yeah. amen all right friends we'll see you tomorrow which will be friday our last day together with spencer so God. well thank you for joining us today for the victory point bible reading podcast we hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with god if you have any questions or thoughts to share with us please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.